0: Hey everybody, Candice Eisner here. Today I want to talk to you about five secrets no one ever tells you about working for yourself. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. All right, everybody, happy Monday. So... Yeah, okay, we've got a little bit of a kind of clickbaity title there at the beginning of the podcast, but that's okay. You know, most of you probably, or who are regular listeners, know that I'm just kidding. It's, you know, it's not really five secrets no one tells you about working for yourself. It's more like, hey, you know, here's the reality of building a small business on your own. So how does this apply to you healthcare people? Well, of course it does. Um, One of the things that I notice is that there's a lot of people, and I did actually a podcast episode about this. This, by the way, um, I don't remember which episode it was, but it was about chasing the right dream, making sure that you're actually um, going for what is actually important to you, and not just what's important to a bunch of your peers. You know, really doing that self-assessment. But anyway, um, today's episode is sort of a little bit of an offshoot of that. So um, one thing I've noticed is that when you are not self, fully self-employed, and when I when I say fully, what I mean is when You are so being fully self employed in my mind is the idea that you are responsible for everything in your business. Whether it's the task of taking out the trash, or the task of making sure your taxes get done, or the task of actually seeing your clients or patients, or doing your charts, or making sure your marketing gets done, or whatever that might be, every single thing in your business is your responsibility. That is when you actually fully own your own business, or I sort of think of it as being like fully self-employed. You don't, other than maybe hiring somebody to help with your marketing or hiring somebody to do your website or that kind of thing, everything falls on your shoulders. The different situation you can find yourself in where you're still self-employed, but you have a lot of people doing a lot of the tasks for you is when you're a subcontractor where, say, you're working at a clinic and most tests are done for you, someone else worries about the linens. Someone, Or maybe you, you help with washing them, but you've got a whole, other, a whole bunch of other people that help you too. Um, someone else does your bookings for you because there's a reception team. Somebody else worries about the marketing. That's not really your responsibility and all that kind of stuff. So you see those two different situations in healthcare. And one of the things that I notice is that A lot of people tend to think of the um, full business owner model, where you start your own clinic, or you start your own small space, if it's like you're renting your own room, and you're doing your own thing, as sort of the idyllic, perfect situation. It's the situation that everybody should be looking for, and that they really want to go for, and actually... Those of you who have been listening to the podcast for a while, may, uh, this may sound familiar to you because I did a whole episode on it. It was called um, Chase the Right Dream. It was back like last, like late summer or early fall. I don't remember the exact date of the episode, but you can go back and look for that. The idea of that podcast episode is that you shouldn't just chase the dream of owning your own clinic or having your own solo practice if that's not really what you want and you shouldn't listen to all those people, those naysayer out, naysayers out there who are telling you, hey, in order to be very successful, you need to have your own practice. You need to run things 100% solo and take home all the money. Because the reality is it's not actually the idyllic situation we all make it sound like it's going to be. So you have to do what's right for you. So this podcast episode is kind of an offshoot of that. I'm talking about some of these topics that tend to come up when you're talking to people who either aren't self-employed at all, say that they work in a completely different industry or... Um, like like um you know you might have friends you're you're out for a beer you're out for coffee or whatever and they're going oh my god your life must be so perfect because you can do what you want when you want and you run the show and da 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 and of course these things are not the way people think they are you know and it it works the other way too you know sometimes we think oh you know it would be beautiful if i had maternity leave and if i had benefits and i had all these things that are sort of automatic when you work for a company um that's not really the way it works either. You know, we all kind of, the grass is always greener on the other side, you know that phrase? Well, that's kind of the thing that we all tend to look towards when we're when we're sort of assessing someone else's situation. So I've gone off on a little bit of a tangent here, but the idea of this whole episode is just to kind of talk about some of those myths or those ideas that people start to put into our heads if we are self-employed, that this is the situation as it should be but the reality is very different. So let's talk about some of those things, you know. And and I also wanted to mention that, um, as you all know, I'm not currently working in healthcare. I certainly did for a while. Um, but a lot of the experiences I've had as a solopreneur, as a business owner um, doing web design and coaching and all that stuff really does apply very, very strongly to um, you guys working as Solo massage therapist, solo physiotherapist, whatever it is you do, um, you know, when you are self-employed and when you are fully in charge of your own business, it definitely applies. Because I hear the same kind of stuff now that I heard then. So, hey, let's talk about these issues. So, the first thing I want to talk about is this whole this whole sort of idea is that you're gonna make more money if you work for yourself. So hands up, who's actually heard that a whole bunch of times, either from peers or from friends or from other people, you know, well-meaning and just saying, hey, you should do that. But yeah, probably a fair number of you putting up your hands. Obviously, I can't see them, but this seems to be a common misconception about running your own business. You know, if you have full control, you're going to make more money because you can do things the way you want them to. You're going to get rich. You're going to go on vacations every day. Okay, maybe not quite that far. But This seems to be a common misperception. And it might be true in some situations, like maybe you're currently working in a place where, you know, um, the pay is not great. Say you're working for a chain and I don't want to get into the ins and outs of that, but say you're not taking that many clients and you're not getting that much money per client. And so going off to work for yourself is just kind of a no brainer because you will make more money. Yeah, okay, that's simple math. You know, that would be a situation where it's true, you are gonna make more money. But there's not really a magical thing that happens when you decide to go solo. So if you're working in a situation where you're actually retaining a lot of the money that you make, and then suddenly you go solo, It's not like you're going to start making money hand over fist. Actually, you're probably going to start losing money hand over fist. Any of you listening who have opened your own clinic, you know what that is like. There are a lot of expenses you are suddenly going to be faced with that you weren't faced with before. Like, oh, my God, it costs this much money to get a linen service. Oh, my God, it costs this much money to make sure that, you know, to either hire cleaners or I've got to spend a chunk of my own time cleaning the clinic. Oh, my God, I never even thought that payment processors like to have credit cards are so freaking expensive. Oh, my God, etc. etc. right? So it's not like this magical equation happens and suddenly everything is perfect and you're making money hand over fist. Well, no, actually, it's very different from that. Um, Your business will only work if you do, basically, is the take-home message here. Often when we go solo, we actually have to work twice as hard to get the clients booked in and get people checking out our business because we don't have the help of other people helping us out, right? And another thing I actually want to point out is that just because you had a super successful practice at your previous location and now you're moving to do a solo thing, it doesn't mean all of your clients are going to follow you and all that hard work that you did to market yourself is going to follow you. Yes, some of it will for sure. But if a lot of it was focused on a different location, a different business model, that's not necessarily going to fully follow you to your new place. So you have to kind of get real with yourself about that and realize that you are going to lose some things. People are going to be like, oh, well, sorry, I liked your other location better. Oh, sorry, you know, I really liked um, the uh, the clinic setup at the other place better. You know, I, like you, you have a big set of stairs now that I have to go up and I have a hip issue and that's really hard for me or whatever it might be, you know. Often when we go solo, we have to work twice as hard to get people booked, just like I said. And even once you're rolling, you still need to work hard to keep things going. Like, for example, uh, here's a here's an example from um, back when I was massaging, and this is not my personal example. I wanted to give you somebody else's example. Um, there was a massage therapist I work with who was extremely, extremely successful. Like, she had so many clients that booked with her. And like, no matter what happened in her life they were always happy to book with her like um she had to take time off for a motorcycle accident um when she broke her clavicle and um I think she had some other issues happen as well I remember the broken clavicle for sure but there were some other things that happened as well and then she took time off after her wedding and then she took time off after her pregnancy and like I mean these are normal things we do these normal I'm not like saying this is a bad thing she took she did normal things but no matter what her clients were always happy to book with her But here's the thing. She said that even after her years of very hard work getting those loyal, wonderful clients who wanted to book with her, she found that if she let her marketing and her client retention practices slip, those things that she'd been doing for years and years, she'd start to see it negatively affect her schedule. She'd start to see more holes, less people chomping at the bit to book with her, people being slower to get back to her about booking and all that kind of stuff. So even once you are really successful and you've worked your butt off to get there, you still need to keep doing all the work to make the people come into your practice. It's just the way it works. You can't just sit there and expect everything to kind of just flow and come to you. You have to actually do the work. It takes hard work and dedication to make your business work. And there's no guarantee you're going to make more if you go solo. So, if you're my advice to you guys is if you go solo, Make sure you're doing it because that's what you really want and not because you've got this idea that it's going to give you more money or give you more time or something, you know? And speaking of more time, that's my second topic. So a thing that I hear a lot from people who either work, work at other clinics you know, um, where there's a more constrained schedule because that's what they've agreed to, or who aren't self-employed is that you must have so much free time. I wish I could go to yoga or art classes or geocaching or lying taming during the day. That would be so awesome. You know, I think we all hear that and we all kind of shake our heads, those of us who are self-employed, because as much as we might dream of having a ton of free time, that's not really the reality for most of us. Like, remember what I just said about having to do the work to be successful? So yeah, okay, we do have more flexibility with our time. That is true. I'm not going to deny that. We can go to the daytime yoga class or take an afternoon break and do your gardening or go for a long walk to clear your heads. And you know, you're not going to have a boss telling you you have to get back to work. But that flexibility can be a curse because if you are your own boss and you're not very good at telling yourself to get back to work, you can end up wasting a whole lot of your time. And guess what? Things are going to seriously suffer as a result. You're going to find that people are not booking with you. You're going to find that you have weeks where you're barely making any money. And that's not good either. So, and as well, many of us self-employed people, including myself, as, a, as a, doing what I do, so I'm not in healthcare, but... Um, We tend to work kind of odd hours in order to allow for that flexibility, you know, for like for myself, for example, I do fitness classes every Thursday afternoon. But in order to do that, I need to make sure my work gets done during the rest of the week. It doesn't simply mean that I can just take that time and not worry about it. I have to actually plan for that. that. And that's my choice. That's my right to do that. And for you guys, it's the same kind of thing. You know, yeah, you have the flexibility to be able to go to that yoga class at, you know, two o'clock on Tuesday afternoon, but... It probably means that you're going to be working either much earlier or much later in the day, and also as well, part of doing that is to accommodate your clients, right? You people are going to want to come in either before work, like you may have built a practice where you've got a lot of people who like to come in for that, you know, 7 a.m. massage or you know, um, chiropractic or whatever it is treatment before they go to work, or you might have built a practice where you've got a lot of people who like to come right after work, and so. Basically, it, there, it's a it's a double edged sword here, basically, you know, you do have that flexibility to do things during the day, but you it also means that you're missing out on some things and people don't really realize that, you know, where you've got like uh, friends who contact you and say, hey, you want to go for a coffee Wednesday afternoon and then maybe I've got concert tickets. You want to join me? And you're like, no, sorry, I have to work. <laughs> and, they're, and they're like, what? Wait, yeah, but I thought you had a really flexible schedule. Well, no, it, it doesn't really work that way. Not not quite like that, you know. I, I have to work during hours that other people don't work sometimes. And that's just how that works, you know? So that's basically, you know, it, it about that one. Um, And and the other sort of take-home message is that if you aren't good at motivating yourself to get shit done, you're probably not going to want to work for yourself. Let's just be super honest right there. If you are thinking of leaving a clinic where they kind of set up a lot of those boundaries for you to your own space, and you're not really good at setting up your own boundaries and being strict with yourself, I would take a good hard look at yourself before you do that because you may find very quickly that you are spending way too much time wasting time and not enough time actually working. And your practice is not going to succeed if that's going to be the case. Another thing I tend to hear is like, it must be so amazing to get to work on stuff you really love. That is so awesome. You can do things the way you want to. And you know, Working for yourself is not a one-way ticket to doing only the stuff you love, because nothing in life is doing only the stuff that you love. Like, let's be honest about that. For the vast majority of us, it means we spend as much time on keeping our business running as we do with working with our clients. Guess what the, doing, the keeping the business running stuff is? This, all the stuff that most massage therapists or people working in other healthcare businesses are like, ugh, I don't like that stuff, like filling out your paperwork, entering your seats in your bookkeeping software, ordering supplies, answering emails, doing your marketing, returning your phone calls, doing your administration, blah-da-da-da-da, stuff that most people are like, "Uh, why can't I just massage? And that's the thing. If you want to come in and you just want to give your treatments and leave at the end of the day, do not work solo. Don't do it, because you can't. There is literally no way you can make that work. If you want to work 100% for yourself, it won't work. So, yeah, you know it's true. If you built a business around something you enjoy doing, like you're a, you're a massage, go back to the massage therapy example. You're a massage therapist. You love being a massage therapist. You've built up this practice with wonderful clients who are in an area that you love to work with. Like you've got so many, say, um, athletes, because that's the where your really your passion really is. Tons of great people coming in. You know. If you love it, that is going to be happy and you are going to have this, you know, great career, but it doesn't mean there's not going to be ups and downs and it doesn't mean you're going to have you're not going to have days where you're dealing with difficult people. That's still going to happen. You're still going to have stressful times and you're still going to have to do your taxes and your paperwork and return the phone calls and all the things that you don't really love doing. So basically, the core of what you're doing is awesome, and it is stuff that you quote-unquote really love. But there's always going to be those tasks that you don't really love. And another thing I tend to hear from people, and this is, you know, this is the the last thing, is that, you know, being your own boss must be really awesome. Well, you know, being my own boss sometimes isn't so awesome. I You know, I already talked about this topic a little bit, or actually I talked about it quite a bit in some of the other topics, you know, like time management and keeping your business running. That's all stuff you have to be really realistic about. And, you know, if you work for a company, if you work for a clinic and something goes wrong, who is responsible? Well, often it's not you. Yes, to a certain extent it is. As a healthcare provider, if you do something inappropriate with a client, ultimately it does fall to you. Yes, the clinic will most likely be involved in any sort of legal or other sort of uh, problems that might be brought forward by the client or by whoever. But still, you know, if say say somebody steals money from the clinic, chances are good that is not going to be your problem. Ultimately, it's going to depend on obviously what your contract sends. It's going to be the clinic owners that are really going to suffer from that one. But if somebody steals money from your business, like if you're solo and somebody like walks off with a whole crap load of your money, well, there's nobody else to share that with. Guess guess who's taking the fall? You are. So, you know, it's not all roses and rainbows and unicorns and beauty being your own boss. There's a lot of tough stuff you have to deal with, you know? Yes, being your own boss means you get to call the shots, and that part is awesome. It means you can build the practice that you want with the decor that you want, with the clients that you find the most attractive, all those kinds of things. You can focus on all of that stuff. But it also means you're responsible for every single one of those decisions. There is no one else to help you deal with upset clients or people who don't pay their invoices or, you know, are... Uh, The times when there's nobody booking into your schedule for some reason, it's just a really lean week, you know, all of that stuff is 100% on your shoulders. So and it also means there's this battle between sort of your creative, your fun side and your practical sides, like the creative side might want to be more free. Or, you know, um, work with clients in different ways or take interesting courses, you know, all that kind of stuff. But the practical side of you has to think about your bottom line. You know, hey, that new course that just came out that sounds amazing and you think it would be great results for your clients. Oh my God, let's sign up for it. That would be awesome. Well, you should probably pause a second and go, hold on a second. Can I actually afford this course? And like, can I afford to take the time off? And if I do like, are my clients going to suffer? And uh, And I'm sure you guys see where I'm going with this. You know, the practical side has to think about the bottom line, making sure that you are meeting your goals and you're getting the income in and you have cash flow into your business. But the creative side, the fun side is it just wants to kind of throw caution to the wind and do the things that sound really awesome. So that's the thing about being your own boss too, is you kind of have to Listen to both the devil and the angel on your shoulder and make actually the best decision overall for your business and not just what sounds nice at the time, right? So overall, wrapping up today's topic about, you know, the the things about working for yourself and those sort of uh, myths that people tend to throw at you, we listed a bunch of reasons about we, by, why being your own boss isn't all rainbows and kittens and unicorns and beauty. It's kind of a reality check, but... It's also true that working for yourself really does have its own benefits. And that's why so many of us are choosing to do it. Because having real control over the direction of your work and the types of clients you work with is awesome. You know, you guys have to Admit that, those of you who are working solo and doing something you believe in, even when the going gets tough, is super fulfilling. And being able to take vacation time when you want and not having to negotiate it with other people at your clinic and having control over your work environment, like being able to choose, like I said earlier, the decor, the hopefully the noise level to a certain extent, just all of those things, being able to control all that stuff, that's huge perks. So, yeah, you know, it is tough working for yourself. It's not easy and it's not this beautiful, idyllic situation that your friends and family and colleagues might sometimes think it is because they're looking at it from the other side and they have this grass is always greener view. But, you know, it's not perfect But it can be so worth it. And if it is the right choice for you, I recommend that you definitely think about it. If that's the way you were thinking of heading your practice and that's what you were hoping to do is go completely solo and open your own business. So if you got your eyes wide open and you're willing to take on those challenges, I encourage you to actually do that. But if you're not willing to take on those challenges, then I encourage you to be completely happy where you are, working for somebody else and letting them have a lot of those, calling a lot of those shots, but also taking the fall sometimes when you know the shit hits the fan and things start to happen that you know, you're not so sure about. So that's my wrap up for today is just basically be happy where you are, but have a reality check about what it's really like being your own boss. Hey, you guys, thanks so much for listening. I really am grateful to have all you guys here with me. If you do like this podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you gave me a rating and review over on iTunes, as they always say, right? But I also do appreciate your feedback. So if you want to get in touch, you can always pop me an email at candace at I do read and respond to all of my emails, I promise. Have yourself an awesome rest of your day and I'll see you back here next week.